Okay, we're back. Hey, welcome everybody to Tuesday Night Garbly Games. We're continuing Masks and Irelithotep using Pulp Cthulhu. And we have a, few, uh, a whole group of investigators this week. We got uh, Megan back as Gwen, returning as Gwen from the Peru leg of the trip. And we have Evan joining us. Oh, I just realized his name down there is blank. As Strong Old Man. Uh, <laughs> you can do your character description. That's okay. I, I forgot it wasn't filled in because we didn't have your character details. Okay. Uh, but let's go ahead. Let's do the round tables here and then we'll get started. Uh, Aaron, you're up first. Thank you. Uh, I'm Aaron. Uh, tonight I am playing Seamus Rook, a cat burglar uh, originally from Los Angeles, California, who found it a little too hot there in L.A. He moved to Chicago when he got a notification from his old pal uh, to come see him in New York. Uh, and uh, that all went rather poorly. If you watched last week, you know why. Yes, yes. I guess uh, no spoilers. I don't know. <laughs> Hopefully, people have watched last episode, but it is kind of spoilerific. Uh, okay, Megan, you're returning as Gwen from the Peru leg of the journey. Can you uh, reintroduce Gwen to us? Absolutely. So Gwen Murphy is an artist. She was um, a, a moderate, moderately, um, moderately well-known landscape artist. Uh, also, a fairly good sketcher. However, after the trials and tribulations of Peru, uh, she came back rather tainted after having to, you know, cut a head off of a um, fat-sucking vampire with a sword. So um, things have kind of gone a little dark for her. She's kind of been lost in this South American, um, like, pyramid, lots of swirly portals and, and whatnot, but it seems to be popular. So her work's been featured in galleries all across uh, all across the world from Paris to New York um, but uh, a lot of the money she's funneling back to Peru through a charity that she set up called Conquistadors Purse which helps the families in the area that were affected by um, like the craziness in Peru so she's a little a uh, little darker than uh, she was previously but um, yeah excited to see where she goes from here that's great I like, I like, I, I really like your backstory, what you filled in between now and then. Yeah. In the years that have passed. Have you, so you and Louie are both residents of New York. Have the two of you met up over the years? Have you had a few run-ins? Yes, no, Here, you don't have I hear to. you drink a lot of gin now, right? Yeah, the two of you are booze hounds. <laughs> I feel like Absolutely. we probably could have met up for, for gin, for sure. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely same stomping grounds you kept in touch with jackson elias over the years as well absolutely i provided some sketches for his book oh for the book the peru book yep absolutely oh even better i like that i like that okay well then you'll be well acquainted with prospero house uh okay and pat welcome back and tell us about veronica please Veronica West is a, uh, an ambitious woman uh, who's not going to let anything, uh, be it the patriarchy or laws against murder, stop her from getting what she wants. And uh, she's uh, here, to, uh, here to ensure her legacy, as it were, and maintain her standing as director of the most prestigious museum in the world. And uh, she's, she's uh, ready to uh, cheat, lie, and steal to do it. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, anything else that ha needs to happen. 
she's bankrolling uh, any sort of expeditions we go on uh, because she's going to get to the bottom of this and she's going to be touted as the uh, the one who solved the case of this uh, horrendous uh, act and thereby gain even more fame and power. Very good. She's just a great person. I she is. <laughs> no one in, through, in the society circles is the Black Widow. <laughs> yeah, she's a bit of a Black Widow. <laughs> but don't let the nomenclature fool you. I make excellent webs for my friends. <laughs> All right, Jeff, tell us about Louis a little bit. Louis Salvatore is in his early 50s. He's from Queens, Flushing, New York, and he is a private investigator uh, who makes most of his money, uh, the very little bit that he has, uh, doing like blackmail jobs uh, of politicians and things uh, for uh, for various members of the uh, Maranzano faction of the, the New York Mafia. And uh, when... He, in the past five years, he's been trying to go more legitimate, like taking up proper cases, but it hasn't worked out all that well. Uh, he, uh, his wife won't talk to him uh, still. And so he has, he has a, his apartment slash office is above a bakery uh, somewhere in Queens. And there is a, uh, there's like the baker's kid who tries to serve as like his assistant, trying to like catch, catch him, get him to do jobs and things like that. And Louis likes, he keeps him around just because he reminds him of Jaden. And so he frequently like catches himself, calls him Jaden or Jay, something like that. Uh, keeping the Louis and Jaden side missions alive in some way, uh, in some little way. Uh, awesome. And he's still, he still drinks uh, like just unconscious, like just so much. He is a very high functioning alcoholic, uh, but he has a lot <laughs> of stuff that he doesn't want to remember. So that's why he does it. But you, but didn't that you were drinking like that before Peru? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have a dark history. Peru just made it worse. Very, very dark. I have a very dark history for Louis. It's very sad. Uh, yeah. We might touch on it. We might not. But it's a very dark history. Poor guy. I feel bad. I, the more and more I look at him, I'm like, why did I do this to myself? This is <laughs> poor guy. The, uh, but the connection yeah. between you and Jane was great. If people haven't watched the mm -hmm. Peru um, prologue, definitely go back and check that out. The two of you became like unlikely friends, like fast friends, just Complete through the course. Opposites. Yes, but through but you complemented each other so well in the in the end. It was it was really good. Yeah. Um, all right, and Evan, you're blank there. Can you tell us who you're blank. playing? <laughs> yeah, I'm playing Ryan Grayfall. He is an older, really huge dude. He's probably about 6'5", 6'6", 250. Um, even for his age, he's in great shape, but he only maintains it due to just being a naturally big person. It's not something that he like strives to be like a strong man or anything anymore. But when he immigrated from Switzerland, he didn't really have any job or any kind of thing set up for him. And that's where he met Jackson Elias and he was part of his first expedition in the Amazon. And I think for him being so young, he saw a lot of things, but he didn't fully comprehend it. And so that kind of led him to um, when they came back to seek out that knowledge and he's become an occultist by going to libraries and researching. And now he, that is kind of what he's been doing the past 20 years since then. And it's not, it's just for the, the sake of truth. It's not for his own curiosity. It's just more of just knowing what re is real and what is not and why it exists and things like that. So a very big guy that has kind of turned into a more softer side, but he's still big nonetheless. 
Awesome. Yeah, 80% scrapbook. That's right, Coney Love. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Your first time first time chat. I don't know if first time viewer, but it's great to have you here. Uh, are you going to do a Swiss accent? Does that mean, uh, Evan, all the time? <laughs> what is a Swiss accent? <laughs> I don't know. I was is that the Hergie Burgie chocolate or something like that? Oh, wait, <laughs> that's, no, that's the Swedish chef. That's Swedish chef. Swedish. <laughs> <laughs> Swedish chef. <laughs> all right. I mean, uh, they speak just French do German. And German. So, yeah, it's yeah. like a bit between It'll be whatever you comes do a French out. French accent. He's definitely on the German deep, border. Just do deep southern. Very southern. <laughs> I do. I do. I do. Well, I'm a southern southern in Switzerland. Very southern. I'm from I'm from Switzerland. <laughs> okay. So spoilers. Anybody's watching and doesn't want to know what happened last week and how this adventure starts. Let's get into it though. We're gonna keep. We're gonna get uh, Megan and Evan caught up in everybody's home and kind of remember some things. So the adventure started with everybody uh, meeting in the chelsea hotel hotel chelsea sorry in the um well you you kind of you saw each other you didn't really meet each other you, not that you knew one another but you met in the bar of the hotel chelsea uh everyone arrived a little bit early had a few drinks and um about five minutes before meeting mr elias all of you had received a um a telegram prior to this from jackson Elias saying that he had important information regarding the carlisle expedition and he needed to see you in person and you'd also received a very uncharacteristic phone call from him uh, the days leading up to this as well where he was kind of like frightened and scared you could hear in his voice and that's not like jackson uh so you all showed up uh seamus you decided to take the stairs a little early on your way up louis and veronica shared an elevator on the way up and all of you kind of just converged at the door, all at the same door, kind of like, what are you doing here? Who are you? Why, 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 did, Miss, why did Jackson invite you here? But as you're kind of talking and, and, and figuring things out, I think it was Louie, you heard like a gasp or a sound of a thud or something like that on the other side of the door. So you just like, like leaned back and barreled into the door and knocked it down. And that's like a hero, like a hero. And that's when you saw in front of you, Jackson Elias laying dead on the ground his intestines spilling out of his guts uh he had a strange marking carved into his forehead and there was two men wearing like robes and strange headdresses that were heading out of the fire escape at the far end of the hotel room i forgot to mention this last week they they are of african-american uh origin whereas the man that attacked you louis uh was caucasian he had a scottish accent so we had um different people uh in here that i didn't get into detail of uh because we did get into kentian death cults later in the session so i thought it was important to now kind of rewind and kind of mention that uh so you chase those two men out the fire escape louis uh unfortunately the fire escape it was um it was loose the weight between the three of you was, was a little too much and it fell it fell collapsed off the side of the building and the two men made off into a car. Do you have your notes on the make and model and the license plate? It was a Hudson. Hudson. And I remember that oh, we knew I, we, we got the license plate and it has you a did. hole in it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and Veronica leaned out the window and shot at it. Uh, who took out the, um, the, the gentleman that jumped Louie? I can't even remember. Was it Veronica? I, I gave him a shot that would have killed him if he hadn't been like, you know, put down by a punch after that. Right, and then he bled out. So technically, that was my kill. But oh, yeah, no, she totally, it. she totally shot him dead. I, I, I hit him, but that's he right. bled out because of my bullet. Yeah. He, and that's, <laughs> he was and that's dead kinda, on his feet. Fair, and that's kind of when panic <laughs> just kind of erupted in the hotel. And uh, Seamus, some quick thinking. You 
took the door, you propped it back up, and you shoved a dresser in front of the door while you could kind of like look over the scene of the crime and, and, and see what had happened here. And between uh, Veronica, Seamus, and Louie, you collected a number of clues. Um, we have, uh, you collected a letter uh, from the Carlisle Expedition, date of 1919. It was from Cairo. You have a card from the Penhue Foundation in London. You also collected a matchbook from the Shambling Tiger Bar, Shanghai Fun and Friends. There is also a photograph of what appears to have been taken in China or Shanghai based off the type of boats in it. You had a card for Emerson Imports located here in New York, New York, with the name Silas Naquan scrawled in the back on the back in pen. You had a letter from Harvard University. That was addressed to Mr. Jackson Elias, who was looking for a certain book, but they were unable to locate it in their collection. There was a playbill for a lecture. That was the name The Cult of Darkness in Polynesia and Southwest Pacific. Two-hour lecture with slides delivered by Professor Anthony Cowles. And then the last clue was the actual marking that was carved in Jackson Elias's head. So from there, uh, <laughs> Louis... And Seamus fled. And Veronica was greeted by the police. She was taken to uh, police headquarters, the local precinct, for questioning. She got to know a certain Lieutenant Martin Poole, who let her know that there was already someone in jail for similar killings. The, these markings and carvings in the head. A man was already on death row. And uh, this, this cop was convinced that uh, there's an innocent man. That's on death row right now. And that his, um, what was the, what was the rank? What's the, uh, Veronica, who is the, the one who came in that, that he, that punched him? Uh, Captain uh, Walter, Walter Captain. Robson, uh, had put an innocent man in jail and he kind of like put everything under the rug a few months ago, said it was done. Uh, he ended up storming the room, beating the crap out of Lieutenant Poole, sending you on your way. Meanwhile, Louie and Seamus went to your apartment. They, kind of put all the clues out on the table they helped themselves to a whole lot of drinks and <laughs> uh, the two and then you eventually arrived and the three of you kind of started trying to make sense of what happened that night what took place what these clues mean what jackson was working on what this has to do with the carlisle expedition which happened years ago uh, you know the, the papers said that it was it was a massacre it was a massacre in kenya by by a local tribe but uh, he claims to have uncovered more information. Uh, and then you, the, the, the night ran all the way through. You were startled in the morning when the newspaper thudded against your door. And there was an article regarding Jackson Elias's death the night before. And there was also the notification of a funeral in the obituary section. That's where we left off. Did I leave anything out? That was actually very thorough. Oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> I tried. What is the I captain's tried. Name, name again? I'm writing it down actually for real this time. Yes, it is Captain. They did get copies of the clues, uh, Coney Love. They're all in, in. We're using Foundry, and there are handouts for every one of them. They have access to them. And there's going to be a lot more handouts as we go through this adventure because there are hundreds? Question mark? <laughs> Easily. Uh, but let me get you that name of that gentleman. His name is Captain Walter Robson. And Walter Robson. 
And what was the guy uh, guy um, who actually had done some uh, research on the Kenyan death cults um, name? His name was Dr. Mordecai Lemming. That was one of the leads you wanted to chase Dr. out. Dr. Lemming, yes, yeah. yes, excellent. We're going to be seeing him today, I think. Or I think the, the cops, uh, Lieutenant Poole had brought up his name also. He said that they had brought him in and he kind of worked on the, the Ooh, case. That's that's how I found out about him. Yeah, right. that's how we, we found out about him. I grilled that fucking cop. He wasn't you did. my interrogation. You did. <laughs> Mordecai Lemming. You did great. I loved it. Thank okay. You, <laughs> so, Gwen and Ryan, is it? I want to keep calling you Reinhardt. Uh, <laughs> like from Overwatch. Big, old, <laughs> muscular man. All right, Ryan. You have also gotten notification of the funeral. You weren't able to make it for the meeting. You were invited to the meeting the night before to meet up with Jackson Elias, but unfortunately, due to... Oh, thank you, Luck. Thank you, Jeff. Okay, before we get into it, Luck. Thank you, Jeff. You should have just said something. I don't always watch chat. Okay. At the beginning of every session, we need to roll for Luck. Luck can be spent to help you succeed on rolls and things like that. So what you do is, everybody go ahead and make a Luck roll. So click luck on your character sheet. And once everybody's if done we, that. If we spent it, do we, uh, if we haven't spent it, do we still need to do this? Yes, because you're going to gain more. Oh, you're always in, yes. It's always filling up. There's a, you can have a maximum of 99 luck. Um, so you can sit on a whole pile of it. Oh, I love luck. All right. Where's <laughs> okay. Did everybody roll? Uh, where's the, oh, there it is. Perfect. All right. If you rolled higher than your current luck score, gain 2d10 plus 10 luck points. If you rolled lower, gain 1d10 plus 5 luck. 2d10 plus 10? 2d10 plus 10 or 1d10 plus 5. 19. Oh, I'm capped off. You're at 99? Yep. So this really encourages, encourages you to use luck session to session, especially when you're capped, right? Like you're not going to get any more. And we do this at the top of every session now going forward. So if you're off by a few points, you know, spend that luck. Or if you really want something to happen and you're off by a lot of points, spend that luck. So I had the talent lucky, which is why I added the extra D10. And even though I rolled under my luck, so. Excellent. All right. So everybody should be sitting on a whole pile of luck right now as we get into this. So we're going to fast forward to the day of the funeral because we're not going to make Gwen and Ryan sit here while the others do the investigation because that sucks. That's boring. So we're going to fast forward a day or two to the funeral. The funeral is taking place on January 17th at 2 p.m. at Cypress Hills Cemetery. Uh, is it safe to say that Seamus, Veronica, and Louie are going to arrive to the funeral together? I think yeah. I have to make a public appearance. I think I'll be um, separate from them. Uh, I'll Ooh. be accompanied by my uh, by a couple of my most loyal uh, members of the uh, the museum's hierarchy, including my absolutely doting um, deputy, who's going to be taking over for me for a brief stint of sabbatical. Very good. <laughs> As I investigate and mourn the loss of the close friend. Louis and Seamus, you became fast friends that night. Are the, have the two of you kind of been keeping in touch sure. since then? Uh, I think uh, Seamus would have definitely been hanging out with Louis because yeah. he doesn't know anybody else in the city. I can show you all the places, all the places. No problem. 
I think Louis would probably, yeah, Louis would have gone with Sheamus. There's no problem. Um, take the ferry, take, uh, you know, and probably walk away. It took some of that, uh, took some of that lady's, uh, lady's coin. Maybe we can take a taxi, something like that. But I, I do think that once we Find get to the, nice. <laughs> once we get to the funeral, I'll probably uh, kind of slink off away from everybody at oh, that point. But we okay. arrive at the same time. Okay, sounds good. Ryan and uh, Gwen, how are you arriving at the funeral? Car, walking, taxi, walking. Okay. So two p.m. You just kind of show up. Okay. So the group of you start to filter in to the funeral. If people at home also, if you hear like crowing and like mournful singing it's because we're using sirenscapes uh custom sound sets for masks and iron thotep so this is funeral of a good friend you can hear that you show up you start filtering in one by one i'm gonna say that uh maybe ryan you walk up first it's cold it's january it's been unusually cold this year and there's been a lot of snow there's a light dusting of snow coming down right now as you make your way up your shoes or crunching in the fresh snow on the sidewalk and you can see as you approach the cemetery that um there's a priest standing over by a headstone with an open grave and there are a couple people standing over there already uh you see a short squat caucasian man who's a bit balding and he uh has like curly red hair that's starting to gray and he's wearing a nice suit and beside him it looks like the two of them are together the two of them are engaged in conversation there's an african-american man he's smaller in stature much smaller in stature than the, the man next to him and he seems rather nervous he's always kind of like fidgeting and looking around he seems a little wiry and as you approach you kind of like the two of them look at you and nod the the one man who's a little nervous kind of shies away doesn't make eye contact but nods to you and the, the priest acknowledges you joining them and he says are you a friend of jackson elias's he uh yeah ryan's like a pretty scarred dude from his previous encounters he's not much of a talker but he nods his head and just kind of looks at the grave because he i'm assuming he read in the paper yes. what happened to yes yes you did read that that clipping of what happened what took place at the hotel yeah and i think he will he'll nod and he'll just kind of take like a a position where he could just listen to what everyone is saying and just try to see if he hears anything that comes up that catches his eye or anything that's weird but he's just going to just kind of take it all in and just be more of a passive person right now okay very good you have a journal now um thank you veronica I'm so, and i'm answering his bandon game you're like why is bandon here because i'm logged in mm -hmm. oh so um mm -hmm. uh next to arrive i'm gonna say is louis and seamus the two of you roll up did you say you took a taxi here or how did you arrive yeah i think that makes sense yeah. So you see the two men that I described to Ryan. And Ryan, go ahead and describe yourself to the two of them. How, what, what do they see? What's your appearance he, like? Yeah, he's an older figure. He has kind of shoulder-length gray hair with a thick gray beard, um, scars across his face. You see he has, like, you know, trunks for arms and legs. Probably 6'6", 250, 300, somewhere around. They're just a massive person in general. Um, but he is just wearing like a simple um, kind of sweater, simple clothing. And you can see he has a kind of like a messenger bag 
that's kind of almost looks like a fanny pack to him because he's so big but he has that kind of wrapped around his shoulders and he's just has his arms crossed kind of just looking at the grave but he's like actively just listening to people he's never seen before and just seeing what they're saying about what's happened very good. So you don't recognize this man. You've never seen him before. You've never seen the other the other man either. Uh, but this is like nobody's here. Nobody's at Jackson's funeral. That's kind of something that strikes all of you as you approach. There's really no one here for such a well known and celebrated author. Like his some of his books were bestsellers. There's nobody here. Next, we're gonna say Veronica. You pull up. You pull up uh, with your driver and fancy car. Yes, yes. And my, my deputy and I probably have a few other lackeys who I convinced are very sad about this whole affair. And, um, you know, we show up in black. I, of course, wearing a, a very well-worn black dress that I always take to... Uh, it's my favorite funeral dress, let's put it that way. And um, I, uh, I kind of stroll up, mink, uh, mink around my neck, tears in my eyes. I put them there in the car. And um, I'm 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 all I'm all heartbroken about the affair, and I kind of step up uh, as close as I can and introduce myself um, to uh, those who don't seem otherwise engaged in uh, active mourning. Yeah, well, Seamus and Louis, you recognize, but everyone else there is new to you. Yes, of course. The I two men that I described initially to they they nod to you. Uh, and last but not least, Gwen, how do you how do you arrive? How do you roll up? So I'm gonna I'm gonna come from a, around the the church. It's like I've been walking for a long time. Of course, I'm in my my all black pantsuit because I don't wear dresses, right? Yeah. And uh, big sun, big sunglasses and so forth. And it's very obvious, even with the sunglasses, that I've been crying for a very long time. And uh, kind of show up and pull my pull my collar around my neck a little bit and uh, kind of saunter in, um, until I see Louis. Yeah, I'm going to say you and Louis, you right? kind of take a moment, but you, you two recognize one another. Absolutely, and I go right over to him and I give him a big hug and a... on each cheek. And you can smell the gin. Like, it's, it's, like it's, it's probably commonplace at this point. Louis is has respectfully put on his darkest suit, but it is nonetheless one that probably hasn't been kind of washed or ironed in some time. He looks, he looks probably pretty disheveled, um, but he's got like a, a kind of a stone face on at the moment. And it, like, he still reacts and, and hugs and is, is happy to see you, but he's kind of, he's not crying. And he seems a little, he seems a little bit more disoriented probably than you might be used to with Louie. Like he's not as hawkish with his eyes at this point. Fair. All, all I say to you is, I'm sorry, I, I didn't come earlier. It's all right. There's, there's nothing you can do. They wanted him dead. They got him dead. That's how it was. Do you guys have any leads on the bastard? Oh, bastards? Yeah, we got a few. We got a few. We'll talk We'll talk more after the service. Absolutely. Yeah. With that, the priest kind <clears> of <throat> clears his throat and says, swamp. We will begin... The procedures and he says a few words says some prayers and then he opens it up to every, the few people that are there there's seven of you in total he says would anybody like to share any special memories you had of jackson and his exploits 
Uh, sure there, preacher. I gotta say, Jackson Elias, he was a uh, he was a top notch he was a top notch fella. He and I, we uh, we hit it right off. He's a terrible thief, worst thief I ever met. But he was a good guy, and he always uh, he always had my back once I got back to the states. So uh, you know, uh, God got a good one there. I I think God got him. That's all I got to say, preacher. The, the priest, thank thank you, thank you for those kind words. Would anybody else like to say anything before we lay Mr. Elias to rest? I, I look over expectantly at, um, you know, those who I know uh, have interacted with him uh, on in the Peru expedition, which is only one. I haven't yet met uh, Megan's character. Uh, but I, I look over to him, see he's occupied in, I suppose, conversation or, or just kind of, he's probably listening to conversation the uh sermon anyway i look at him he doesn't say anything immediately i i say if i may not to follow up on uh such a um an overwhelming uh and uh, enlightening um uh tad uh tidbit of uh our own shared past with this man elias was an excellent man a fantastic man a, um, a man devoted to the research of the world and and to cherishing it for what it truly is and and disabusing us of the the uh fantasies and uh bigotry that we might otherwise uh assume of of cults of man's baser instincts of uh what it truly means to be human in the world and to share in our collective uh experience uh, as people. I, I truly believe that he was a humanitarian and a, a true believer in uh, all that is good in people in spite of his macabre topics uh, of research. He delved into the dark so that we could live ourselves um, in a more enlightened uh, society. And for that, we are all eternally um, indebted to the man. I personally am deeply grateful to have known him. Even during this brief stint, he was an absolutely marvelous friend to my late husband and to me as well. And I can't help but wish that we, we could extend even an ounce of the justice that he believed in. And, and I, I am personally deeply indebted to him, having known him as well as I did. And I, I will not sully uh, a moment about him by stating that I will personally seek to enact justice, but rather let me just say that I I will deeply miss him and the world will truly deeply miss him. But he is up there with God. Go ahead and well, Priest, thank you. Thank you for those kind words. And I'm going to say, um, who's, who do you have? You have a lackey with you? Uh, who? I'm going to say he kind of, he kind of tries to, he tries to comfort you. One of your, your entourage that you brought with you. 
And with that, the priest looks around, seeing if anyone wants to give, say any other words, and picks up some dirt and tosses it on the, the coffin as it gets lowered down and invites anybody else to do the same or say one last word in private to Jackson Elias uh, before he's before he... the grave digger starts to fill in the grave and it slowly yeah. lowers down. I kneel, I kneel and I toss a little bit of dirt and uh, I whisper under my breath, bastard, I needed to back my core. <laughs> Uh, Louis will get near the edge where the where the dirt is, and he'll just like mumble, not like quietly, and uh, he'll just say something along the lines of, uh, "Maybe if you would have uh, you would have believed me the first time I tried to tell you something was wrong with the world, maybe you wouldn't be in the box right now with your guts spilling out." And I'm just gonna kick some dirt, you stupid son of a bitch. But like you can tell he's kind of upset, and so yeah. he like backs away from it. Absolutely. So I'll uh, I'll reach into my into my coat pocket and and grab a uh, an envelope and throw it in. Grab my flask, take a sip, and then pour the rest out um, onto the coffin, and give him one last hurrah. And off I go. Seamus looks down. He's like, I, I always told you, Jackson. You 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 should have carried a shooter with you. Otherwise, that guy wouldn't have carved you up like that, but you're going to be missed. Uh, and yeah, everything that uh, Mrs. West said, that's, uh, yeah, that's for me too. You were, uh, you're all right guy. Yeah, I think Ryan will actually take the shovel from the gravekeeper and he will mm. do the dirt himself. Nice. Okay. Just silently. And you see him looking and he kind of looks at whoever this fancy woman is and he just mumbles to himself, big words, no heart. And he just keeps digging. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah. This part, Matt, I want to say that Louis uh, actually walks away from the service for a little bit and kind of goes up a hill, like like further and deeper into the into the cemetery somewhere, if that's okay, just for yeah. a couple minutes. Uh, yeah, as you do so, uh, <laughs> make me a spot hit and roll. No. <laughs> Did you have like 100 in that? Uh, sure. I do I really need to make this anymore? Not, not, no, not really not. spot hidden. Um. No, 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 it's fine, it's fine. 110 spot hidden is pretty solid. Sure, go ahead and roll, spo roll spot hidden. No, I'll do something hidden. else. I'll do something roll, else. Roll spot hidden. No, no, no. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. <laughs> it's like the awareness. Oh, wow. Look at that. No. Look at that success. Yeah. As you're kind the of you're walking has, away. Matt, this is all he's got. You've got your, your hands in your pockets. You're walking away. You go up on a hill, and you're kind of surveying. You're looking down at, at Ryan digging the grave. Everyone else is still there, and you look out over the the gate the gated fence of the cemetery and you notice that there's a few reporters that have shown up one guy's got a camera out and he's trying to snap pictures through the the bars of the cemetery of what's going on and you can tell like they're they're keeping their distance like they're being respectful but they're gonna they're gonna basically assault everybody on their way out okay so louis will take uh take something out of his pocket uh and he'll place like this small little wooden toy like on one of the gravestones and then we'll turn back around and like uh just walk back to the group at that point mm -hmm. and say uh yeah it looks like the uh look like the birds are out this isn't going to be pretty on a way out and i'll just like nod towards the like the the reporters over behind the gate those Did... bastards can't even leave us to our own mourning 
and I'll stop. I mean, uh, which way are they, Louis? Which way are they? I just point like to wherever they are at. They're at the just, gate, like, so like they're congregating yeah. the gate. They're on the street. They're on the road, like on the sidewalk. They haven't entered the cemetery itself. Like they are being respectful. They are keeping their distance during the the ceremony. But you have to walk through an iron gate to get out of here. And they're basically standing at the gate. They're talking with one another. They got their little pads out. They got their little press uh, things in their hat. There's a guy with a big, big camera, big flashbulb camera, and they're just kind of like waiting for things in. Like I said, you, you know they're going to cost you on the way out. Might be a good idea if we don't really say much to them. I don't know. I'm going to say when you kind of like nodded and some of you who looked over, maybe Gwen, you looked over and anybody else, all of a sudden like the flashbulb was like from the street and they kind of caught a picture of some of you looking up and over at them. That's it. And I storm over there and I'm arms. You bastards, you don't have enough decency to leave us poor mourners alone. You buggers, get off this road! Start throwing snowballs at them and rocks and anything that I can find through the. Yeah, they start kind of like, hey, hey, lady, lady, this is public property, eh? We got, uh, we're, we got the right here. to be here. You don't have a right to be anywhere, you vultures. Get out of here! They kind of like, they're hiding behind the car as you're throwing snow at them, but they're not really leaving. There's kind of. <laughs> this one's hey. off a rocker, boys! Hey, Louis, is, Louis, is your, is your friend going to bump off those reporters? She looks, uh, uh she looks just, mighty uh... peeved. She's she's peeved. You don't want to you don't want to you don't want to get on the bad side of that one. Uh, nah, it's it, she's just working some things out. That's all. That's all. I like um, her. What's her name? Uh, it's Gwen. Gwen Murphy. She's a. Uh, I can't say I know much about art, but uh, she's oh, an did. artist. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you might want to you might want to talk to her. She's a painter, some such, something like that. I, 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 I don't I don't know a, a charcoal drawn from a from a sculpture. So. Uh, Anyhow, we, we, we should probably go help a Seamus. Now ain't the yes. time. No, no, it's not the time. You're correct. So Seamus will put his hands in his overcoat pockets and start walking towards the gate. It's like, all right, I'll, t- I'll tussle with some of those boys. All right. Brilliant. They see you coming. Uh, yeah, Louis, are you going over them. also? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Seamus and I together. All right, you start walking over. Hey, fellas! Get under control. You got a few words for the papers? Yeah, I got a few words. I got a few words, but I don't think you want to print them, bub. I don't oh, think you want to print them. come on. Help us sell a couple of papers. Give us something. Oh, I got something for you right here. You know, just there. <laughs> just what? And, uh, you know, you know, you never done this. You never done this. Yeah. It's the Italian thing. Knows what I'm talking about. Forget about it. You do a little of this too, but like, I like that one. Do you want to like intimidate them, or like what do you want to do? How oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want them to I want to intimidate them, uh, get them to leave Gwen alone, especially. All right, I'm so, walking up behind. I'm gonna, I'm gonna arrive like right after this remark. They go, hey, it's the broad that was there the night he died. I'm gonna arrive after the remark. <laughs> <laughs> and they all of a sudden the camera's like, and they take your all picture. All right, all right, all right. Standing enough beside already, Louis. Enough already. Uh, they get, yeah, they get a good sh- shot of you, like, standing beside Louis. The two of you in a, in a photo, we'll say. She was can there I... that I Jackson died. Can, can I try and punch the reporter? Uh, yeah, you can go through the gate and you can try to punch him. <laughs> They're, like, hiding behind a car. They're trying to keep their distance from you. You can walk right uh, up to them. 200 other people were in the hotel when she died, when he died, too, okay? You, you, they accosted them as well? Come on, get out of here. Get out of here. You can ro- <laughs> roll me intimidate. Okay. Intimidate. Regular difficulty. All right, let's pass. Yeah, you, so you're you're shouting. 
expletives at them and you're kind of like mean mugging them you're giving them the old this and, Gun, and that. flailing all over the place no no and like all right all right take it easy take it easy gwen you can go over there i'll, I'll allow you if you want to try and sucker punch on these guys you can they're not really expecting a lady to come over and, and hit them so go ahead make me a, a fighting brawl roll just be a regular difficulty oh wow so <laughs> One of the guys, he's sitting there, he's like, oh, so you finally came to your senses. You're going to give me a statement here? And as he says that, you just walk up and just deck him right in the face. Oh. And he touches his mouth, and it's like bleeding. He's like, what the hell is this all about? That's assault! Somebody call, call the cops! Take your camera and go. You want to tell everybody that you got beat up by a girl? Hit the road. Jeez. Seamus will walk up to that guy and, and pull out a handkerchief, and he's like, hey, uh, your, your nose is bleeding there. And as he does that, he dips his other hand into his pocket to take his wallet. Oh, <laughs> sleight of hand. Wow. Sleight of hand. Poof. Uh, <laughs> I was not expecting this. I'll succeed. <laughs> you did succeed. 90%. Wow. Barely, but you did it. So, yeah, you it's reach over. And, uh, yeah, you take, you, you take his wallet. And he doesn't realize it. He, as you get over, he's like, whoa, okay, back off. And all the, the reporters are kind of like, all right, all right, all right, we're leaving, we're leaving. We know uh, there's uh, there's no story. Let's go. Let's go, fellas. No. Is it? Hey, Seamus is, hey, hey, buddy, uh, you, your wallet here. He turns around, he kind of feels in his breast pocket. Hey, 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 give me that back. There you go. Watch out when the girls hit you. Apparently, they knocked the wallet right out of your pockets. You gotta that toughen is, up, uh, this. Fine. Scandalous rumor. Do you do you toss it back to him? Or are you keeping it? No, no, I toss it back. <laughs> All right, yeah, you toss it in the snow when he has to like kind of walk forward and lean over and get, and he's kind of embarrassed. You're all standing over him, lips still bleeding. Takes his wallet, dusts the snow off, and tucks it back in his breast pocket. During yeah. all this, are the other two guys or whoever I'm with the? The other two men yeah. talking. Yeah, are they talking? Are they saying anything or doing anything? Um, they wait. They're they're standing there with you, and they're just they're mournful. Um, and when you're done, I'm gonna say it's roughly around the same time as they're done accosting these uh, <laughs> these reporters, and the two men walk over and they say, "I'm so, I'm so sorry for your loss." And just, um, the 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 one man, the the short squat man with the the big curly red hair that's graying, he hands up, he holds out his hand, he goes. Uh, Jonah Kensington, owner of Prospero House. I published all of Jackson Elias's books. Pleasure to meet you. I, uh, I read about your exploits in the Amazon. Long ago. Many years. And the other man extends his hand and he also, again, he's kind of like nervous. He goes, I, I too, I'm sorry for your loss. The name is Carlton Ramsey. I'm Jackson Elias's, uh, lawyer and executor of his estate i you and your five friends were the only ones who were mentioned in mr elias's will and i'd like to read that will in the next few days if you're available if you're going to be sticking around new york he looks behind him for friends and doesn't doesn't see <laughs> yeah the, you see the others they're like beating <laughs> up uh, reporters <laughs> he kind of shakes his head says too noisy too noisy Hmm. Yeah. Is this 
per per perhaps we should um we should reel them in and, and make them aware as, as well they kind of invite you to walk to the gates with them towards the others yeah yeah so the, the three of them stroll up <laughs> to the rest of the you and um i get the sa same sort of thing like the reporters are running away and the one man walks up and he's like jonah jonah kensington Editor in chief and owner of Prospero House. Pleasure to meet you all. First, pleasure to meet you all. Madam West, Bronquist. Um, ah, fellow socialite. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure we're somewhat acquainted. We run in the same circles. Exactly, yes. What was the other man? Again? His name is Jonah Kensington. Okay, do I know anything about him? You know. Good question. Make you don't me... have to tell me right now. Okay, yeah? <laughs> he introduces himself as, as the owner of Prospero House, which you know is the publisher of all of oh, Jack yeah. Slice's books. That's you're aware of. Okay. Uh, the other man introduced himself as Carlton Ramsey to the rest of you. And he, he again, he, he, he says that he's the exeter of Jackson Slice's estate and his lawyer. And that uh, he's inviting the four of you, the, the remaining four of you, to the reading of the will, as you've all been mentioned in Jackson Slice's will. He says... The, the, the reading of the will will be taking place in my office at uh, 124th Street and Lenox Avenue on Monday at 1 p.m. I, I hope you can all attend. Yeah, we'll be the, Very the good. dirtiest one among us, says. Yeah, you're the only I guess one. You and I, I guess you and I don't run in the, in the same circles, do we? Uh, he looks at you. He's kind of nervous. He doesn't really make eye contact this. I, I, I suppose not. Says, and he's kind of like Something fidgeting with, with a face? pen, fidgeting with a pen in his hand. He's not making eye contact. Nope, I, no, I want to try to like. I really want to try to get like a look at his eyes. Like I really oh, want to kind of. Uh, I want to like. I, I want to kind of. I'm trying to assess him. I'm trying to like get a read on him to see like if this guy is just like fidgety and strange, or if he's got gotcha. something to hide. I don't trust anyone right now. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> uh, ba -ba -ba, I'm just looking I for. I was, I, was, I was leaning towards psychology, if I could. Yeah, yeah, psychology. I like it. Ah, uh, that's a fail. Yeah, you're unable uh, to read him. You're just like, man, what's with this guy? I wish he'd stop moving and fidgeting. Yes, uh, yeah, yes my... Uh, Monday, 1 p.m., 124th and Lennox. What you, you know is in Harlem. Yeah, I know where it is. Gwen, you'd know oh. that as well, being a New Yorker. And it's Veronica. Three New Yorkers, you know, it's office in Harlem. And Jonah Kensington goes, Ah, if you have the opportunity, I'd uh, like you to stop by Prospero House as well. I have a few hmm, troubling correspondence from Jackson leading up to these unfortunate events that uh, may be of interest to you. Well, you know oh, there, sir, Mr. Kensington... Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, because we were actually talking about coming down to see you. Ah, very good, very good. Well, in the office, you can find us uh, in Lexington Avenue near 35th Street. Just uh, show up, let uh, my secretary know you're here and there, and we can uh, review what he sent me. It's, some of it's quite troubling. We will be there as soon as we can. We won't spare any uh, moments. So, uh, uh, Mr. Kintington, who's your, your big quiet friend here? 
Uh, he kind of turns. They, they turn and look at you. Yes, you my good man. What was your name? You didn't introduce yourself. He sighs. I am Ryan. Ryan, is that German? He looks at you and doesn't say anything. <laughs> well, all right. It's a pleasure to meet you, there, Mister Ryan. How did you know Jackson? Talking, talking, talking. He seems uninterested in. Well, that was a swell answer there, sir. Uh, it's a pleasure meeting you. I don't know about this mook, but uh, Louie, where are we headed to? We going over to Prospero House or we someplace else? I think we got some uh, things to hash out. Yeah, we have a couple places we want to look into. I got to kind of fill Gwen in on a few uh, few of the leads. She's got a nose for some of these things. She might be interested. Uh, you, you over there, yeah, the big guy, Ryan. Uh, got an afternoon to kill. You got something to do. You got places to see. I have to walk home. Not around I'm us. Sure. I'm sure Miss Veronica know. here can get you a ride, maybe. Oh, yes. I I don't want her help. Oh, harsh. What are you, some kind of self-made man? No, I am extremely large. <laughs> <laughs> I could get a pickup truck. That seems a little condescending. I've been called that before. I will start walking now. And he starts walking to... No, sorry. Got a nasty demeanor. Really, truly grates people. But uh, stick with us, please. We're, we're all invested in this. We're all mentioned in the will. I don't know what the heck's that about. You what the say... Heck that's about. You say words you don't mean. Well, I'll tell you one thing that I do mean, sir. You're being rude to the lady, and you're very big, so you'll probably get away with it. But we're, we're going to find out what happened to Jackson Elias, and you can either help us, or you can hoof it out of here. It was in the newspaper, no? That was bullshit. We were all there when he died. None of that stuff in the newspaper was true. We watched him bleed out in his hotel room. Hell, oh, Louis yeah. fell out. Hell, Louis fell off a building trying to save, trying to get the bastards who did it. And you didn't save him from bleeding out. He was already. Intestines were all over the floor by the time we got in there. I, I ain't no doctor. I tried to shove him back in, but you know, it, it kind didn't of help. Leans down to you, getting kind of close. And he says, "What if you did it? What if I did it? If I..." If I, if I did it, I, I probably wouldn't be telling you I was trying to solve the murder. And these, these two here with, were with me when we got to the hotel. We saw the guy who did it. She put a bullet in him. Let him go. He's not interested. The paper did oh, report the, that, that there was a man that was killed there. Yeah, yeah. There was an assailant. Technically, though, uh, away, though. that was self-defense, according to according to Mrs. West's, uh, Miss West's uh, statement to the police. So that's what we're going with there. It objectively was self-defense. That's true. He she, was trying to stick a knife into her. She might have got the one that put the knife in him, but that ain't necessarily the one that ordered the knife to go into him. One of them got away. There's, and there's more going on here. If you know anything about Jackson, and clearly his friends, soft-spoken though you may be, 
he's got a lot of enemies, and we're aiming to figure out which one of them orchestrated his death. If you want to lend a hand with that, we're welcome. You're welcome with us. Otherwise, it's a beautiful Otherwise, winter afternoon. He nods and sticks his massive hand towards Louie to shake it. We'll shake it, no problem. All right. Shake a shake. All right, so you had identified a couple of places and things you wanted to investigate ahead of time. So we talked about Emerson Imports. We talked about Dr. Mordecai Lemming. And what was the other one? Making contact with Harvard to get more details yeah. about the book that he was requesting that had was not available or had disappeared or whatever it was. And you have Prospero House as, ne- as well now. What day of the week is this again? This is a Saturday. So Monday okay, the so 19th like is, when, when yeah, is when the, the reading of the will be, will be taking place. And we also have the reading of the will. You can fast forward to that as well uh, if you want. But you do have time. you got a couple days. If you want to go hit these places up in New York or make some phone calls, knock on some doors, you're more than welcome to. Pretty sure that imports place was Hell's Kitchen, if I if I recall correctly. Manhattan, Forty Third Street. What's Forty Third? Is that that's, right? I, that's what, I think that's what you said. Yeah, Louis. That what ain't time? too far from here. If we wanted, I mean, one Brooklyn, but I'm pretty know. sure you know that. That I'm sure they'll be open on a Saturday too. I I've never met a place like that that wasn't open to me on a Saturday. Yeah, and if they're not open, then I mean, there's other ways. Like, like said. I said, I never, I never found a place that wasn't open to me on a Saturday. You, you just smash the you. door if it's not open. You just, you create opening. You are the biggest sleep guy I've ever seen, and I love you. But uh, there's subtler ways to do this. So. He starts walking to, to the directions he was. Book is excellent at subtlety, from what I've experienced firsthand. You still All owe right, me a recommendation so... on a nice log. <laughs> that's that's true, our... Mrs. West. As I told you, though, there's not made this nice enough for me, but that's uh, what I can come up with for you. All right, so we're going to go to Emerson Imports. Is that uh, what I'm hearing? Yeah. And right. I'll fill at this point, like, I'll fill Gwen in on, like, everything we found. Like, even though we don't have a table to, like, unfurl it, like, he'll recall it with surprising accuracy for a uh, such an alcoholic, uh, everything that we found. Uh, from the matchbox to the you know the photo that uh, that Veronica found of the boats, which she concluded from that, uh, to the two business cards we had, the name that was on one of the business cards, all those types of things. Excellent. Any of these things ringing a bell for you? No, but I'll. I... Emerson, Emerson, Emerson Imports. There's something there. There's something there. I'm glad we're going there first. Like. I'd like to have some questions answered. Yeah, let me ask you a question. You ever, you ever go to London at all? You ever, you travel to the, you know, across the, across the pond there? Well, you know, on my way home, I did, uh, I did go via London, make sure the Viscount was, was comfortable in the facility that his family chose for him. Yeah, uh, but, but I didn't linger long. Matt, do we know what the Penhue Foundation is? You know that, uh, I believe his name is Arthur Penhue, off the top of my head, bankrolled mm-hmm. the Carlisle Foundation, or the Carlisle Expedition. Okay. That you are, that was in the newspapers. I think that's even okay. in the clippings uh, that I... All right. 
They should be shared with you. That's the ones that you could see that were shared out. I recommend going through those newspaper clippings when you have a chance, just because it fills you in on the backstory on the the Carlisle expedition. But uh, uh yeah, Penhu was is linked to that. So a Penhu foundation would is gonna you're assuming was gonna be tied to to the same Penhu. Uh, all right, Emerson Imports. Yeah, by the way, may I may I propose that um, uh, after we arranged to work together uh, during the funeral, um, I gave my driver the day off and uh, we're all in my car. Very good. Who's driving? I'm walking. You're walking Louis, beside Louis the car? Louis can drive, no problem. My guy does not fit in cars in the 1920s. There's no way. It, it he can, is going to walk everywhere. He could be cramped. <laughs> it could be cramped. That could be a funny dynamic. We can enjoy this. <laughs> um, I, you could, I could ride out, ride outside on the running board. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I forget what like women's rights in the twenties were with regards to driving. Were we not allowed to drive in the twenties? I forget. I don't know. This is where the chat usually helps us, and they go do like Google searches and they fill us in on I'm historical sure, no, facts. I'm sure we were because we could fly planes and shit. So, it doesn't yeah, seem like I'm something, right. a little law like that, doesn't seem like something that would stop Veronica. Oh, it uh, certainly wouldn't. I'm just yeah. trying to think, like, um, logically, but I get eyes turned. So, just looking at the newspaper clippings here, driving. Jeff, sorry, just to go back, Sir Aubrey Penhue was a spokesman for the Carlisle Expedition, and also, uh, I believe he bankrolled it. Aubrey Penhue. No, Carlisle bank bankrolled it, didn't he? I don't know. I gotta go back and look at all the. Oh, but fair. you know, you know who Penhu yeah, no is. No worries. You know who. Penhue yeah, that's fine. All right, so let's jump over to Emerson Imports. Let me switch up our Sirenscape for Emerson Imports. So you make your way to Hell's Kitchen. You find a long, narrow building along the edge of the Hudson River, and there's loading docks on both ends. The building itself is a warehouse. The big sliding doors are open. And you see it's piled high with freight. Uh, with small, And there's a small set of offices upstairs near the front. But otherwise, there's not really people milling about on the Saturday. And the cold air is blowing in. Does it, but did it, does it seem like it's, like it's open? Like it's, legitimately it's open, open and functioning? Yeah, it seems like it's legitimately open. It's the middle of the afternoon because you just came from the funeral. Which is at 2 p.m. So we'll say it's like 4 p.m. right now. It's not dark or anything. But yeah, the big giant sliding doors are slid open. But you don't see anybody really milling about. But you do see some offices um, on the front end up high. I could see if I could, you know, casually walk up to those offices and see what's in there. The, the phone keeps ringing. <laughs> someone should Did someone pick it, it up? Hello? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, it's everyone Naya the 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 silent. You're dead. Uh, okay, okay, so yeah, do you so, want to stroll so, up there? So what do you Emerson think? I could quietly uh, walk up the stairs and uh, see if I could, uh, you know, find out anything. I'm pretty quiet when I want to be. Do you want to stealth up there? Prudent. Oh yeah. Okay. Does anybody want to join Seamus as he tries to, he like. Navigates around the boxes and the crates that are piled up high. They have all sorts of markings on them from around the world. Um, and you, you slowly go up these steel steps up to an this office. It has windows kind of all around it looking down. But you don't see anybody standing at the windows. Like they'd have to actually be standing at them to for you to see them. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just walking like normally to the okay. door. To the door? Okay. So do you want to get loud in front of him? and proud? Yeah. Loud and proud. So, so do you want to get in front of him before him there, Seamus, stealthing up there? Oh, yeah. Or... Yeah, yeah. Okay, go ahead and roll me your she stealth. She Seamus looks back and he goes, Oh, this ain't going to go well. So yeah, he gets away. He gets ahead and starts moving out. Perhaps yeah, he's so you get better acquainted. You kind of get in front of him as he's, he's, he's like, you're just striding, right, Ryan? You're not like running yeah, no, to the, it's not to like the a door spring, or anything. No. So you get ahead of him and you silently move up the stairs. You make sure you kick off the snow off your, your shoes so they don't crunch on the way up. And he moves quietly up these steel steps and you get to the top and there's a there's a door with a glass panel on it. And it, on the door it says Arthur Emerson. And you can see a man sitting at a desk and he's looking over a whole bunch of piles of papers. It almost looks like manifests. Uh, but he doesn't see you. It looks like he's in the middle of doing some, some paperwork, this man who's in there. He's, um, looks like he, he's seated, but he's he's built, like he's wide, like he's muscled, well-muscled, probably from working the docks for years. He's middle-aged. He's got brown hair. It's it's thick and, like, neatly groomed. And like I said, he's he's engrossed in going through some sort of papers or paperwork at this, this point in time. And he's unaware of your... Of, and this, that you're there. This is the only uh, office up here? This is the only one. Okay. So, uh... Seamus knocks on the door. Yeah, you knock on the door, and he's startled. He, he looks up at you. And, um... He kind of, like, narrows his eyes, and his brows kinda, brow kind of furrows. What do you want? Uh... Stop up to there. Uh, my name is Seamus Rook, and you are, sir. He motions for you to come in the door. <laughs> Open the. He hangs his head low, like, oh, what do I deal with? He opens. He stands up, and this guy is tall. He's tall, and he's wide. Like he's built, like kind of like your friend Ryan. He's not as big, but you can tell, like he's well muscled. It's starting to kind of like soften though with middle age, but he's still he's a pretty physically imposing guy. He holds out a big, beefy hand. He goes, Arthur Emerson. Now, what is this all about? Well, Mr. Emerson, uh, some friends and I are here. We're looking for Mr. Silas McQuain. Silas? Yeah, I, I know him. What do you want with him? Uh, we got some questions to ask him. He and a friend of ours go way back. Who's that? You're not, you know, you're not the first one to come knocking around here and asking about him. What's, what, what's this all about? Oh, really? Who else was I to talk to, to talk to Silas there? Ah, uh, some, uh, some author. He was here and he was, uh, asking questions about him. Asking, um, about the shipments I get from Mombasa. Oh, would that have been, uh, uh, Mr. Jackson Alas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's him. That's the, that's the guy. I, 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 I told him to go, go to Juju House and, uh, Go talk to Mr. Naquan there. Juju House. You have to, you have to get me there, sir. I am not from New York. I'm from L.A. Uh, where's the Juju House at? It's here in New York. He looks at you kind of like, where else would it be? Well, yeah, sir. I, I, I kind of figured that. But, uh, you know, it's a, it's a big city and, and I'm a small guy. And he kind of sighs like... All right, West 138th Street, Juju House. West 138th Street, the Juju House. I'm the U.S. agent from Mombasa Exporter Aya Singh. And my contact here is Juju House. 
you'll find it though around the back of West, West 138th Street, the one ransom court. Naquan is the manager. Ah, all right. So I'm actually looking for Mr. Ayas Singh there. How do you spell that? No, no, no. That's that's my contact over in Kenya, in Mombasa. Ah. All right, I think. And now, hey, Mr. Elias, when he was here asking you about what you were importing from Mombasa, what, 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 what was his questions? He just wanted to know uh, who's who's importing goods from, from Kenya, from Mombasa particularly. That's all he wanted to know. I'm the U.S. agent for it. I don't, I don't know what the hell I'm getting in here. I just so sent it off to my contact. Oh, all right. So all you did was tell him to go on to his contact. Your contact, I see that. That's right. I gotta say, at this point, like maybe Ryan's walking up the stairs. This uh, fellow with you too. Oh yeah, he's even bigger than you. Can you believe that? You, I, you. Before this morning, you would have been the biggest human being I ever saw in my entire life, sir. But, but Ryan here, he's very quiet, but he's a very, very big man. How, how do you fit in the door? <laughs> he's trying to turn to get through. <laughs> All right. Uh, are we done here? Uh, did you? Can is there anything else I can do for you? Is it just you're looking for Juju House and uh, Silas? Yeah, that that was all I think we were looking for. Uh, we may be back later to ask you a few more questions. Our friend, the the man you talked to, uh, Jackson Elias, he was horribly murdered, and we're we're pretty sure that it involves uh, the questions he was asking you. So if I was you, I'd be particularly careful about uh, any weirdos coming around with funny markings in their head because they carved him up like a turkey. Yeah, any weirdos, huh? And he kind of looks at Ryan. He's still he... trying to get through the door. All right, sir, you got a good point there. I'm not going to lie. You got a good point there. He is a little... He's... he's. I don't... I think he's European. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> That explains. <laughs> Turns on. He goes, Ryan. Uh, I think we're done here, so you could just uh, kind of turn it around. I, I, I can't. I, I can't get out uh, without you I, moving. I was so. Cl I was so close. Uh, and he eventually makes his way. Probably breaks the door a little bit, and then gets out. Have a good day, gentlemen. Don't forget to close the door on your way out. It's freezing Ed, out there. Thank you, sir. He kind of mumbles under his breath, and he sits back down and goes back to his paperwork. He's, you can tell he's struggling with. So, uh, he told us that he sent, uh, he sent Jackson over to the Juju house. I don't know. That's some, uh, West 138th Street. Louis, uh, you know in that? Harlem. It's in Harlem, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if he was exactly telling us the whole truth, though. I mean, it may be a situation where we might want to come back uh, later in the evening, say, when nobody's around, and take a closer look at some of his uh, files. But Yeah, that sounds like a pretty good idea. So what did he say about this Juju house? Uh, who's there? What did he say about Silas? Uh, the Silas Laquan? Yeah, he said he said that, that that was his contact for doing the importing from uh, some some crazy country in Africa. I don't Mombasa, Kenya. I I don't know. I couldn't quite understand all of what he was telling to me, but he said that Jackson came and talked to him, and that he sent Jackson to this the, this Juju house uh, over there, and apparently in Harlem, like you're saying, um, and that uh, we're supposed to talk to that fella uh, over there at the Juju house. Kenya, you said that he's importing stuff from Kenya. Yeah, from uh, from Mombasa. He said Mombasa. I don't know where Mombasa is. Uh, I, I, 
But yeah. he said it was in Africa, so. Don't you remember, Louis? Um, Larkin was going on and on about this, like, this uh, cult of the bloody tongue or something along those lines. And yeah, this ain't the first time. Right? Yeah. Not to mention that uh, old Tintin had his visions, you know? Oh, absolutely. Oh, gosh. Absolutely. And Carlisle, didn't uh, didn't his party get massacred in Kenya? Yeah, you all read the papers, right? You remember about that Carlisle expedition? In Boston, Nairobi, around there. My husband mm. was deeply invested in that. Yeah, I, I'm going to be honest with you, Louis. I heard a little bit about it, but the, other than the sports page, I don't uh, pay that close attention to the to the, you know the news news. Sure. Sure, sure. So we got this card here that says Penhue Foundation. Then we got this place that's got Mombasa. This guy's getting imports from Mombasa where the Carlisle expedition happened to die. We got our friend who happened to die. And then lo and behold, this Penhue Foundation, guess who was involved in that Carlisle expedition? Penhue. Yes. I mean, I also point out that our friend the last thing that any of us received from him was with regards to a discovery he'd made regarding the Carlisle expedition. Mm. He does know. seem to be in connection. Could I it definitely roll... makes sense to, to pay this juju. Uh, Page juju has a visit. Go ahead, go ahead, Ryan. Okay. No, I was just asking, like, when they bring up, like, cult stuff is that like something where i can roll a cult like if it's bringing up actual things or uh, would they would they be familiar with the cult of the bloody tongue at all like i know because i know that gwen and i are and yeah and... you and gwen are definitely aware because of what happened in peru but the way you got about it was through cthulhu mythos rolls and roundabout ways Go ahead, yeah. Roll me, roll me an occult roll, but it's gonna be hard difficulty. Yeah. Occult. So I just make it to minus one, or just make it regular to hard? Yeah, regular. It, regular okay. to hard. Yeah, just move the slider to hard. Yeah, the plus one minus one is for bonus die stuff. Gotcha. Success, I will. Success. All right, you are aware that they are a Kenyan cult. Um, you've heard of them. You've heard rumors that they, they worship a strange god that you can't recall at this time. Um, but it's something that you've never heard of before on any other tribe or place in the world. But you don't know too too much about them you you know that they're unnatural they're they're primal in nature they their god is almost like an alien in nature compared to you know what you would co consider a god in other other um religions yeah. but um you, you you've you don't know too much more about them other than that but you have heard of you're aware of them and they are based out of kenya and um I'm going to say if you get a chance to see the markings on Silas's head, 
or not Silas's, I'm sorry, uh, Jackson's head, you would know that that symbol that was carved in his forehead was also the, the, the insignia, the sign of the tribe or the cult of the bloody tongue. But you don't have it this time. There is a photograph. They do have it with their evidence. So when you see the rest of the evidence, you will be able to pinpoint and be like, that's Cult of the Bloody Tongue. That's them. That's that's their symbol. Yeah. Okay. We should definitely figure out exactly what they were importing from Mombasa. So if we got to go over this Juju house and talk to this, uh, what is it, Silas... Yeah, I yeah. Silas and the Quan, I think, was Nick what Kwan, was on the yes. back of that card. And I think your idea about coming here for the after hours might be a good idea. Yeah, he's, he seemed like a straight shooter, but uh, you know, uh, I'm not I'm not saying anything against you, Ryan, but I don't trust guys that are that big usually. Why? <laughs> hey, it's different up there, don't you know? I scientifically, it is the same. That's not means. <laughs> All right, so we've got a couple of other leads that you guys said you wanted to go after. So let's, uh, well, we can prepare for Juju House uh, for next time. But yes. uh, we got Dr. Mordecai Lemming, who is the folklorist who was brought in by the police, and he identified also that this was tied to a death cult. And you've got the contact in Harvard, and we could do Prospero House if you wanted to as well, or we can do the reading of the will. Prepare for all of those. So where do we want Ms. to go West. from here? Ms. West, Let's... you have a you have an address for that uh, that Mordecai Lemming? No, we can oh. find him. Most assuredly, I'm assuming I, I do have an address for him, right? Uh, you could try. You could look him up in the phone book. <laughs> Is there phone books yeah, at this yeah, time? I don't know. Phone books. Is there exactly, phone books exactly. at this time? We could just no. We just dial an so. operator. Yeah, we just yeah. say yeah. yeah. Connect, yeah. connect me to Miss, Connect me to Doctor Lemming. That's it. Yeah. As long as he's got a phone. Just say New York Lemming Mordecai. Sure. If there is one, and Mordecai. I mean, that ain't a common name. Come on. Yeah, it's a fairly common name in certain circles. Um, so can I? Can I perhaps? Um, I feel like I would maybe have some connections to. Um, students of the natural sciences being in charge of a museum of that nature potentially do you think i could just maybe know enough about him where to find him and have a directory of phone books and names and stuff in my house just in case i need to give somebody a call or i guess i could just patch it through an operator yeah Either way it works. Go, going through an operator would be the the the, the safest easiest bet uh, this this time frame uh, do you want to all kind of reconvene back at your apartment? Is that where you want to take it from here? You're all kind of freezing outside. You're shivering. It's cold. You're on the Hudson River, so it's even colder. The cold breeze blowing off of it. I, I'm not cold at all. I've got my own personal heater. I take a swig of gin. Miss Murphy, I, I don't know you very well, but you, I got to tell you, Miss West's apartment is, is top-notch, I, I, and I stole nothing. Nothing from the house, but it was it's a very nice place. I think we should go there and, and relax and have some more of your delicious food. Of course. Uh, folks, prepare some. All right, let's go. Okay, so you go back to uh, Veronica's apartment. Just, uh, yes. Where's a good... Do some good mood setting. Here we go. Does this work? Yeah, sure. All right. The lair. The lair. <laughs> 
Oh god, don't look at the name of this one. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, okay, so you go back there and you ring the operator and you ask for Dr. Mordecai Lemming in New York. It takes them a little while and they eventually connect. And when it does, man comes on the other end and goes, Yes, Murray Hill Hotel. How can I help you? Hello, this is Veronica West, acting direct or current director of the um, National Museum of uh, uh, the Museum of Natural History. Um, I'm looking to speak with a certain Mordecai um, Lemon, if you could direct me to. Can I say who's calling, ma'am? You may, Madam West. Very good. One moment kind of clicks on the other end and all of a sudden this this boy hello Dr. Lemming hello hello I've heard so much about your research and yet we have yet to uh, meet in the flesh I'm Veronica West I'm the acting or the the current director of the uh, blah 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 titles and um, I'd be very interested to have a conversation with you if I mind Regarding what? Perhaps it would be better to ask you in person. Kind of like silence on the other end, and you can hear this sounds like something being unscrewed, and you hear him take like a drink or sip on his end. An amazing grace is playing in the background. <laughs> <laughs> it's this guy's style. That's the gas. He likes, he likes booze. <laughs> We're going to get along famously. Is this, what's, what is it regarding? Please tell me. It is regarding some of your theories and the potential to have them highlighted in my museum. Um, go ahead and... You want to try and convince this guy? You want to try and... Yeah, Charm so there's him? a lot of things I could make, and uh, I have ranks in all of them. Do you want fast <laughs> talk or charm? Like, what approach do you want to take to this? He's an older-sounding man. Hmm. Let's see. Let's see what I've got in my... Uh, aside from credit score, let's see what's good. <laughs> you could use credit um, score. So credit score could use, be used in a lot of situations where, you're, like, you want to slip someone some money, like, hey, let us in. <laughs> kind of give us some mm. dough. Yeah. Uh, but he, he. So I have acting and charm. Oh, charm's charm is five points above acting. Okay. Charm, I'm going to yeah. go ahead and, and give him the charm. Mm. It's that I'm actually Do you want to spend some moment. luck? Because you're sitting on um, you maximum know what? luck. I think I do. I'm going to bring a 74 down to a 45. Okay. Let me do some quick math. So if you cl- no, if you click on click on that seventy four and it expands it, and you can just click spend twenty nine luck to pass. There's a button there, and it automatically I think it takes it off your character sheet for you. Uh, cool. Seventy four. Ah, uh, not seeing the expansion. So, so, so click on the number seventy four. Okay. On no in the roll, roll window. Okay. I can see it on mine. Oh I can press it for you. yes, excellent. There you Thank go. You. And then it should have just done the math for you, which is amazing because I'm terrible at it math. It totally did. <laughs> yeah, so I charm him. Okay, he goes. Very well, young lady. You can come on down, and we can talk about whatever it is you want to talk about. At your place, maybe. And in... I look at my watch, and I look at the uh, or pocket watch or something, 
and I look at the uh, the roads around me. Maybe in like thirty to an hour. Very good. I'm at the Murray Hotel, East 40th Street and Park Avenue. Let the man at the front desk know that you're here to see me. Uh, what was your name again? West. Veronica West. I, You've surely heard of me. I will call down and let him know that a Veronica West is coming to see me. Mm, and maybe one or two of my friends. And one or two of her friends. Very good. <laughs> maybe three or four of them. The details are not important. I will see you shortly, Miss West. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'll be there. Ciao. And you hear click on the other end. <laughs> All right. We're doing an hour. I look around the uh, your apartment. Do you have like pictures of like you know old husbands? Like they're like clearly <laughs> older. I have at least so I have several pictures of the same husband. But is he, is he, was he like really old compared to you? Like, right? Or no? No, he was, he was, I mean, yes. He was like maybe 10 to 20 years older. But, um, you know, he, he wasn't that, that old. Um, and he, he was seen in public with me a lot. And there's people on our shoulders and we're having a great time. And I'm always smiling. And he's always giving that stern, patriarchal, very self-assured and well aware of his power and, his clout within the communities at large, and oh, so unsuspecting of the thing at his side. Um, but uh, yes, there's a lot of pictures of him and yeah, me just together in the house. Ryan thinks that she's trying to find another older suitor in his head <laughs> after hearing the conversation. Okay, so she you're... wouldn't sully herself with someone as low standing as uh, Dr. Levin. A doctor. <laughs> as Dr. Levin. <laughs> Oh, yuck. <laughs> um, Doctor, let me please. So you're going to hop in the, everybody's going to hop in the car and go to the Murray Hill Hotel or is it just a, you and two of your friends or what are we, we all going to go uh, see Mr. Uh, Mordecai? It's probably pretty close considered where Veronica probably lives. Yeah. It's fairly highfalutin. You said Park Avenue. Probably yeah. just walk there. Hop, skip it a jump. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Park Avenue. Actually, we definitely just could walk there. I think all right, so you, you all arrive much sooner than anticipated. <laughs> the Mo Murray Hotel. You go inside, and there's a man sitting at a desk at the front. There's a big double stairway uh, behind him, marble-lined. The walls are also marble, and the decor is, is impeccable. It looks like it has not changed, though, in quite some years. So this hotel didn't open, or it opened in, like, the... 1880s and it looks like nothing's really changed in here and um you walk in and the the, the clerk stands up at the reception yes yes how can i help you yes yes and he looks over his shoulder at ryan and um at louis um like over past you <laughs> veronica ah. and he makes a face oh, like mm, mm, yuck. <laughs> veronica west you are informed, uh, he holds out a hand. Yes, Mr. Mrs. Miss Miss West. Uh, yes, I was told you and a couple of your friends. Uh, are they with you? And he kind of like looks past you in the middle of talking and points to the two of them. Yes, they're my entourage. Driver uh, no, and... No, um, they'll have to wait down here. No, she is lying. I am not any of those things. I am not a driver. I am not entourage. I am Ryan. Well, what Ryan is... New on the employee. Right. I am not is, employed. He'll have to her. wait down here, and so will the other one. 
Which no, I don't one? think I'm gonna do that. I don't think I'm gonna wait. She, he points kind of like disgustingly at Louis. No, 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 no. What, what is the problem? You do not suit the high-class clientele we have here. The two of you stand out. He will... If you'll excuse me and, and my good friend Louis for just one moment outside, perhaps we can make this understand misunderstanding a little bit more um, amenable to you and the clientele of this hotel. Uh... I respect when you say that, he kind of like holds out a hand. It kind of like looks down at it. Yeah, maybe we can come to an agreement, huh? And just like looks down at his palm. It's kind of like outstretched. He's got like a book covering it. Do not pay them. And as he does, like puts his hand out, Ryan will grab his hand and push it against the desk and squeeze it. Oh, oh my Ryan, God. please wait outside for a moment. Somebody call the, the police! I'm being assaulted. The adults are talking. Hush, 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 hush. That and, is illegal. Um, what he's asking for. Um, all right, so I don't know how good my sleight of hand is, but I'm gonna try and slip him, like... I'll tell you, just do me a credit rating roll. That's all you need to do. I mean, yes, but I also want to... I'm gonna give you a credit rating roll for sure. Okay. I'm trying to make it hidden from, uh... Gotcha. Me? From Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> so he's, he's like, um, oh, he's assaulted someone! Call the police! Call the police! As, like, Ryan Robin. starts to approach him. And I'm gonna say oh, you're gonna kind of, like, get between them, try to stop this. I'm trying to intimidate him to let me in. Okay, obviously. so... Go ahead. <laughs> Go. Veronica, make your credit rating roll. Oh, sleight of hand. Do you want to spend the luck to make that I'm a thing? I'm spending luck on that, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. So desperate not? that I don't notice. 20 <laughs> luck. So, and make me your credit rating roll, please. Sure. Oh, you passed oh, that. Did. You did that already. I, I okay. So, you, you pull out too. what? We'll say you pull out what? Your purse or what? And, like, some you pull out, like, some bills. And oh, you yeah, quickly just, like. Okay. Yeah. And, and, I, I, I have a purse and and I fiddle around and my one hand's like up in Ryan's face. Hey, 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 let this man do his business. Let this man do his business. He you takes know, my, my one hand's up front, sure. my other hand's handing him my fucking He purse. slips it and puts it in his pocket. You know, you kind of do this as you're kind of like getting between Ryan and him. So it's kind of like he, Ryan doesn't see it. And he goes, <sighs> fine, very good. Well... I suppose we could make some exceptions to the rule. Seamus has already sort of casually disappeared yeah. and has made his yeah. way up the hey, stairs. Uh, hey, I feel, hey, you, I feel you, like you, that's you, exactly stop. what he was doing too. Yeah. Hey, uh, I did. I did it stealthily, though. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think. Yeah. I mean, there was a there's quite a bit of a ruckus. I feel there like was a ruckus. A if, you slip wanna, away. if you want to make me a stealth roll, you can to try and slip up the stairs. Okay. Yeah. You, you take advantage of the uh, distraction, and I Louis use my reroll like, though. He, I have a reroll. I have a reroll. Re you do have a reroll. It was. I do. Oh, I have two oh, goes, ah, <laughs> but, ah, 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 Where are you going? Where are you? As this is kind of playing out, he's kind of calls out to Louis. You come back here. Can I help you with something? But but Veronica is able to slip them the money. He goes. I can. I suppose I can turn the other cheek. Why are you changing your mind now? I'm very confused. I've been persuaded. That's all I have to say. Please go upstairs. Uh, Mr. Lemming, Dr. Lemming, pardon me, is us expecting you. I, I whispered to Ryan, look at yourself and ask why he changed his mind. You're, how do I put it, physically intimidating. Let's just I don't it. like you. And he walks up the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Юра, ты не забывай. Ты забыл, You can hear him say, like, yes, there have been your guests are here. And um, as you go down the up the staircase and down the hallway, Seamus, you're already kind of there, and you see a door open, and an elderly man kind of steps out. He's small, oh, hey there. balding, pale. He's wearing, like, a suit. And you see there's, like, ink at, spots on it and such. He seems kind of, like, a little disheveled and some odd-looking stains, and he looks up and Oh, yes, you're, you're not the young lady I spoke with on the phone. Oh, no, Dr. Lemon, but I'm a friend of hers. She's on her way up. They're just a little slower than I am. Ah, you're one of the couple of friends she mentioned. Yes, I'm one of the couple of friends. There's a couple of other couple of friends coming too, but I'm one of the couple of them. He adjusts his glasses and he seems confused. Very, very well. Uh, and then try to be one of the next people that you see. Yeah, <laughs> suddenly uh, the rest of you kind of come crashing up the stairs. And Veronica, you're out front, and he sees you, and he looks so he looks kind of delighted. To see you. So is that the rest of your party? Oh yeah, that's that's Mrs. That's Miss West. I tell you, she's uh she's definitely a sheba, isn't she? Indeed. And as you approach, he ushers you on. His amazing Grace is blaring in his apartment, and he ushers you into it, and it's quite opulent apartment. It's overcrowded. There's there's just stacks of books everywhere. The walls are lined with books and bookcases from the ceiling to the floor. And uh, he kind of, like, uh, you have to, like, walk. there's little walkways that you have to go through, and he welcomes you in, and he takes you into a, his sitting room and he sits down in a big cushy chair and he kind of motions for this you to sit down on a Chesterfield or a chair. Oh, yes. Lemming, you've done marvelously for yourself. Good God, look at all these books. Absolutely kinda... marvelous. Thank you, thank you. And he takes out a little silver hip flask from his breast pocket and he takes a little nip and he puts it back. Now, what was this all about? You wouldn't tell me on the phone? It is a bit of a sensitive subject, as it pertains to, um, a dear friend of mine who's recently passed. Not my husband, another friend. Um, uh, who, who's this? Do I know them? Can you just tell him why we are here? You beat around the bush so much, it drives me crazy. One of our friends has recently passed, and I believe it may have something to do with your hypothesis that the, what was it? Cult of sanguine tongue. Bloody tongue. Bloody that one. Please tell him the true facts. I'm trying. He Let goes, me speak. He kind of, he knows his eyes. What? 
Yeah, see, uh, Jackson Elias, he got bumped off, and, uh, oh. you know. Oh, he kind of, he, he lets out, like, a yes. <laughs> nervous kind of giggle, and again, he goes back and takes a little nip from his hip, hip flask when you mention his name. Yes, all I can tell you is what I've told the police. I you believe... sure about that? Because I, I, I'm just saying, you know, it's either you could be a suspect, or perhaps the people who bumped him off maybe come to bump you off. So maybe if you help us, you may, uh, you know, get to see a few more days. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say days because I don't think you got weeks, but maybe days. We are here to help, uh, mind you. This is not some sort of interrogation or inquisition. We well, want not, to know. Louis, Louis, I thought we were interrogating no. him. I, I'm, I'm no, he's no man. We don't got to hurt nobody here. He, was, he wants to help us. He wants to, he's, yeah, I'm yeah, so yeah. confused. <laughs> I just talk. I don't want to just say your words and we can be done. I'm, listen, I'll tell you what I told the police. I believe the mark to be that of an African death cult. But more than likely, it's someone mimicking the symbol of the cult to stir up ill feelings. I don't believe a death cult is running around New York to you. Now that's silly. No, I'm clear here because we chased him out of his room. Why would somebody make up a cough, some kind of, some kind of what, what, what hurt feeling? What possible motivation is there to mimic a remote and probably not known by just about anybody symbol of a death cult. More importantly, why would they mark their own face with it as opposed to, you know, a less permanent means of um, demonstrating affiliation other than oneself? The people that we... They, we've, we've really talked ourselves into a, a bit of a, uh, a mire here. We witnessed uh, the death of Elias and um, those responsible for the markings of the cult that you are uh, referring to. And we do not understand why a copycat of said cult might mark themselves in the same way. This is a permanent thing to have a markation such as that upon your forehead. Doesn't strike me as a copycat. It strikes me as something one does out of belief. It's preposterous. Don't you agree? I'm sure someone read something in a book in the library and they got a idea from there. A lot Listen, of books in the library about an uh, about a remote African death cult. There, there, uh, there are the some. Papers. Yes, that's how I that's how I know about There's it. There's really not that many at all, actually. I'm pretty sure maybe it was just Jax's book is probably the only one that's of the foremost variety. Listen, if you want to know more about African folklore and cult histories and the such, perhaps you should go. There is a, a shop that sells trinkets and such from Kenya in Harlem by the name of Juju House. You can go speak to its proprietor, Mr. Silas Nakwan. He may be able to help you. He regularly sends me trinkets and fetishes and such from the region, and he is more of an expert than I am. Yeah, say there, Silas Nequan. Never heard of the fella. I tell you, there must be there must be Kenyans dropping out of the sky here in New York. He looks very confused by this. He doesn't know what to say. Uh... Well, <laughs> It is very kind of you to refer us on to uh, the merchandise uh, uh, seller that you 
go too frequently. But I was wondering if you might have some insights of your own as to, well, why a death cult might be active in New York. I see that you're skeptical, as am I, but... Like I said, there is no death cult operating in New York. This is preposterous. That man who is currently on death row in Sing Sing is the one to blame for this. The police caught the man. This is obviously a copycat that took place the other night. As Amazing Grace begins to blare. Is there no other song you can play? I am partial to Amazing Grace. <laughs> well, Doctor, before we go, um, do you recall the names of the the police officers that you spoke with? Yes, I spoke with a Lieutenant Poole and a, a Robson, Captain Robson, I believe it was. Was it was it together or separate? Separate, separate. The, the lieutenant, he wasn't quite convinced of this, but uh, the captain had better senses and agreed with what I had to say. So how did you manage to finger that Mr. Hilton Adams for the crimes? If I, if you don't mind me asking. I didn't. You need to speak to the police about that. I was oh. just called in to help identify the marks. I don't know about this fella at all. Louis, I don't. I think maybe he actually needs man. an interrogation. Oh, um, <laughs> he took a cowers, He takes a sip. I'm an old man living alone. <laughs> I'm not one for. I'm not one for roughing up old men. So you've been to this Juju house before. You, you seem to know about it. You've, you've been there. You you you, you know this this uh, this Silas Laquan. Got... I don't leave the house much these days, especially when it's so cold. No, he. He sends over items for me, and I pay them. I send him the money. He charges a very reasonable price. What kind of items does he send you? He uh, kind of turns behind him, and there's a there's a cabinet, and there's like little wooden statuettes and carvings, and it looks like little maps that people have carved of the region. Looking at them face value, it looks like touristy knickknacks. Yeah, these are objects that Mr. Naquan supplied me. While this is all going on, Seamus sort of walks away and starts looking around, seeing if he sees anything that's out of place in the apartment. Sure, make me a spot hidden. Oh Not my goodness. <laughs> Critical failure. Don't notice. Liar Lothan. Oh, Lothan you... was right there, sitting in the bathroom. Just like, completely oh. missed. <laughs> I walked right into a wall. Hey, you guys looking for me? <laughs> you swear you saw a shadow underneath a, a closed door nearby. Hey, like, look, hey. like, it looks like legs. Hey, doctor, who else you got in this place? Nobody. I'm by myself. An old man lived by myself. Hey, hey, Rain, there's somebody on the other side of this door trying to hide. I saw a shadow under there move. No. I will listen. Do I hear anything? Um, you just want to go over the door and listen? Yeah, I'm not going to break it. Yeah, make me a listen roll. Matt Chat is asking if you could turn the music down a hair. Yes. I guess I'll just use one luck. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jeff. Is that better, everybody? Wait for it. Uh, use your luck? Okay. He goes, yeah, so you listen and you don't hear anything. It's it's silent. I think it's your imagination. Well, I, that might be. This this whole place, this whole thing, is. Uh, it's got me... Uh, it's got me a little turned inside out. Uh, Doctor Lemming, do you do you mind if I borrow your 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 washroom? Fine, fine. Then please leave. I've told you everything I know. Of course, of course. I, you know, it's cold outside. And... As you're going to the washroom, he picks up the phone and he starts dialing down the front desk. Yes, please send someone up here. These people are bothering me. No, don't you know that. Dr. Lemming, that was quite rude, but... So, uh... Having been irritated by the doctor, <laughs> on my way out, I'm gonna look for the nicest thing I can see in there and take it with nice. me. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna say you, you, you notice a really, really old book. Just like... This thing looks ancient, and it's sitting on top of one of the stop piles of books, and you don't even kind of... You don't even see what the title is you just grab it it looks like it's valuable you grab it and you are you trying to be sl like sleight of hand slide about it oh yeah. Just take yeah 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 no right. no slide of hand he doesn't Roll do anything hand, overtly please. he tries to do everything subtly he feels embarrassed about the door so there we go 35 over yeah 90. so you take it you just kind of swipe it throw it in your jacket nobody notices Matt, as we're at the door, I want to do like the Columbo turn around. I'm like, hey, just one more thing. <laughs> one more thing. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, please leave. You've, no, 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 just real quick. Just real quick. Just do, when's the next uh, next uh, delivery? Uh, this uh, Silas is uh, is making for you. Oh. He takes out a little book. And he goes, oh. the twenty fourth of January. The twenty fourth is a good day. It's a good day. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Uh, can I can I do like a psych read on him? See if he was holding any thing holding out. Yeah, to us? please is go it... ahead. Yeah, make yeah. me a psychology roll. Oh my gosh, I cannot. I have a reroll. Never mind. I got a reroll. You have a reroll. Yeah, you have so many rerolls. Holy shit! Yeah, I have another reroll. <laughs> there's lot. There's a lot of music. I'll just playing. use. It, I'll use ten bucks. I'm pretty close. Yeah. I'm pretty close. Ask the chat because Amazing Grace is blaring yet again, and I've turned. No, down. I'm gonna reroll. Because you don't get to do the thing. All right, now I'll spend luck. God, he <laughs> would change it back to this song when we leave. <laughs> All right, I passed. Okay. It's a long way to get there, but I passed. That was a really long way. <laughs> <laughs> I love all those refills spent on this. It's so good. Right, I know he needs help. This I turned the music off on this scene because there's like different various elements. I'll just turn the music off. So it's like a fireplace now and a whirling fan. <laughs> Amazing Grace blaring Amazing over and over again. Grace. All right. Um, okay. So yeah, you kind of read him, and he's just like, yeah, he's not, he's not being malicious. He's not hiding anything. He's just kind of like a frightened old man now, with like yeah. five people in his apartment accosting him and going through his stuff and walking over to doors and hammering him with yeah. questions. I'll, I'll basically like kind of lean to to Seamus and and everyone else, just be like. Yeah, I mean, I, I, he just seems like a like a scared old man. Like he doesn't even have anything good on those shelves for crying out loud. You know, like there's just there's just like it. information on these shelves. He Not is really. an esteemed member of the 
because the community, archaeologically speaking, natural sciences, he's an esteemed member of that community and we value him as such. And we shall maybe make ourselves scarce. We're clearly- No, I'm not even in the apartment anymore. I'm outside. <laughs> I'm just saying he, he don't have any useful information for us is what I'm saying. Like everything he told us, we already knew. We already knew about the Juju house. We already knew about Silas and Quan. I mean, this is what we call in the business kind of a dead end. Like, it's sort oh, yeah, of a waste yeah. of time. We should, we should be going to Juju, I think. Yes, we no should go shit. to Juju House. Two things pointing at Juju House. We should go there. All right. Yeah. We, got a f we got a few minutes left on this Let's call Harvard. session. Do you want to call Harvard before the end of this one? This is the, la uh, the last thing you would ask to have prepared. Might as call, well. Call Harvard. And it was a... Um, the letter was from... A Miriam Atwright at Harvard University. It read, um, Dear Mr. Elias, the book about which you inquired is no longer in our collection. The information you seek may be found here in other volumes. If you will contact me upon arrival, I'll be most happy to further assist you. So does someone want to make a call to Harvard and get in touch with uh, Miss Miriam Atwright? Phones in hand. Once we get back to my apartment. Sure. So you reconvene at the apartment <laughs> once again. You can either, instead of traveling to Massachusetts, we're going to call Harvard. You kind of call around, you get redirected a couple times, and eventually it makes the call makes its way to Widener's Library. And um, you ask to speak to Miss Hatchwright, and she eventually comes on the phone. She goes, ah, yeah. yes, how can, how can I help you? Hello, Veronica West from the... Uh from the um, Natural History Museum. Very good. Um, were you looking to have a book or some volumes sent over to the live, uh, to the museum? How can I help you? Yes, yes. Um, uh, unfortunately, I'm calling on more personal matters than that. However, uh, rest assured, um, you are in my uh, phone book uh, for future notice uh, in case I do. Um, I uh, regret to inform you that one of my esteemed uh, colleagues and a dear friend of mine, uh, Elias, um, uh, Jackson? Jackson, Jackson, Elias. Jackson Elias, Jackson Elias, uh, has uh, passed away. And, oh, you, you um, hear go, oh, I'm so yes. sorry. He was working closely with my museum and we were in the process of uh, working on a um, collaboration together. Uh, and it's to be, um, uh, well, it's perhaps going to be postponed uh, for the time being. Uh, but um, he did inform me that um, there was uh, a connection of his, um, uh, an instrumental book uh, of some sort uh, that he was trying to source from your library. Uh, I was hoping that perhaps you might um, do me the favor of uh, looking for that, that self same book and perhaps um, helping me figure out what its contents may have been so that I could pass the information on to the other folks here who are working on yeah. uh, reviving his legacy. You hear like almost like a tremble in her voice. Like she sounds like she's genuinely struck by this news. She goes, I, I admired Mr. Elias. I worked with I him do as well. quite uh, closely. He, 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 he reached out to me for a number of books, but... The last one, I think the one that you, you, you may be referring to, he, he was looking for a book called Africa's Dark Sects. S-E-C-T-S. Africa's Dark Sects. 
Uh, but it mysteriously disappeared from the library just several months before he requested it. I went back through the records. I looked, and nobody signed it out. Nothing. But it's 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 just not there. Oh, good heavens! It just vanished in thin air. I can't explain it. I've never. It's never happened here. Oh my. Uh, well, at the very least, the name helps me. Do you know of anywhere else the information's uh, there and found might be uh, written down? Uh, no. Are there any other books that might? It's it's quite a rare book, um, and that's why it's unfortunately it's quite a loss for the library. You you know now that you mention it, there's one other thing. Remember that the, there there was an unspeakable odor in the collection the day we noticed the book was missing it's awful awful smell coming from the library and that section of it but uh, that's all that's all i have i'm sorry that's all that's all i can help if there's anything you need please reach out to me if it's in relation to to mr elias and 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 his research anything that's going on with him Absolutely, absolutely. Um, perhaps you might uh, be so kind as to tell me what sort of information was held within this book. It, it does sound to be, to put it in uh, slang terms, uh, up Elias's alley to be looking into dark cults or something of the nature, dark sects, as it were. Um, she apologizes. Perhaps... I've never read it myself. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm not aware. Uh, that is truly a pity. Um, but thank you ever so much for your um, for your time. Very good. And like I said, if you if you need anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. Of course, yes. You'll be the first one to call. Should I? Need she lets you go and ends the call. So you have the name of the book that Jackson was requesting. So, Miss West, you think uh, maybe uh, your, your buddy there, the, the, the old man doctor there, might have a copy of that book? He had a lot of books. have a lot of books. Oh, by the way, a donation for your library, I mean, for your, for your museum there. Uh, I found this. <laughs> he hands over the book he stole. Can I roll, Oof. like, an archaeology or something? <laughs> to see uh, if it's any what, for the book? Yeah, just to see if it's worth anything. Oh, and an appraisal I could do, too. You can, you can do an appraisal, yeah, sure. Oh, that's even better. Did you steal this book? All right. What is it worth? Mm, it's worth, what, 200 bucks in current current 1920s oh. money. It's an old, oh. old, old, like, printing, ancient printing of the Bible. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I look at it, and I say, um... Oh, you must have found this at such a quaint uh, uh, small store. One of those curio peddlers along the way, huh? Oh goodness! Step into my um, step into my uh, uh, back library for a moment. I, I must extend my gratitude to you and give you a book in exchange. Well, thank you, Miss West. That's a that's an awful sweet of you. Yeah, uh, a little book stall. That's what I found it. Sure. No, oh, no, not... no, Ryan, I, I, well, you know. You know, she makes this face when she's lying. 
She scrunches her nose up and makes like her eyebrows like these. Are you lying, cat? Is that you? That's just my normal face. I uh, I need to pause to reflect when I speak. Sometimes it just happens, you know. You know, the doctor will be very sad. He was a very amazing grace. Kept playing, you know. And now you're stealing his very old Bible. This is not okay. He was, a, he was a very rude man to me. Well, every time someone's rude to me, do you see me punch them in the face? Because no, Veronica Lord, would be well, dead if that was the case. You did try to accost the, the, the doorman down. But I mean, not that I blame you. He was being very rude. But, I uh, didn't even saying. get there. I was trying to get there. Would you like to punch me in the face? It might um, leaven or, or uh, uh, might improve the load on, uh, that you carry on your shoulder. No, I will wait for that day to become natural. I'm just going to do it in your apartment. That is crazy. Oh, please. You wouldn't be the first. <laughs> so, okay. Miss West, was this, was this something you were going to give me office? Because the tension in here is yes. getting thick enough to come with a button. Yes, let's go to my... Hope you can sleep at night. Okay. We're coming up at the end of the session here. Let me ask you this. Where do you want to go first next session? I'm going to... We're gonna we're coming up. We've done three leads now. We're gonna be coming up on the reading of the will. Maybe we'll kick off with that. And what else do you want to do from there? Juju house. Juju house. Juju house and Prospero house. Do you want to go see him as well? Yeah. yeah. Prospero house there. too. But yeah, let me let me also uh, uh Juju house. <laughs> Juju house. If that might Juju be so house. bold as to suggest, out of the blue and on. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Nineteen twenty-five. Is when this is taking place. Um, all right, go to Sears. Yeah, Sears Roebuck. Go get yourself a shotgun. I, I have a Tommy gun, I should say. It's in the apartment. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Okay, so Juju House next week, Prospero House reading of the will, and then let me know any other leads that you want to run down in New York. Because you're gonna guess what? You're gonna get some more based off of what happens next. Uh three thousand dollars in today money? Beowulf? Okay, wow. We... Sorry, Beowulf did, did, went and did the calculations of the Bible, and it's worth like three grand, $3,100 today, that, money. I mean, that that actually, that makes sense. That pans. That's maybe even a low, low uh, bid. All right. So that was a good session. Thank you, everybody, for playing. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We, uh, we're, we're getting some good characterization here. We had less slang, 1920 slang this time. Maybe next time it'll make a reappearance, the, <laughs> the unrelenting slang. But it's good to have the full group here. So let's do the roundtables with whatever he's got going on this week. Aaron, what do you what you got going on? Uh, tomorrow on Garblag Games at 12 uh, p.m. Pacific Standard Time, we'll be playing some Akchun Cthulhu. Uh, we are taking out Cthulhu and, the, and those Nazi bastards. Uh, Thursday night, nine o'clock Central Standard Time. Blades in the dark? Question mark. Question mark. Question Hopefully. Mark. Uh, and then uh, on Sunday night over on Free League, we'll be playing some more Aliens. That's right. That's gonna be hairy. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be interesting Sunday. All right. We're uh, we're so gonna die. <laughs> yep. We gotta catch Evan up on that too. 
Uh, Megan, you got anything going on you want to talk about? You still, are you still doing your board game uh, library that you're working your way through? Yeah, we did a we did a Catan um, explosion. We played regular Catan, family Catan, and like kid Catan. Yeah, yeah. I picked that up recently. I played it with my five year old. My first Catan or whatever it's called. Right. It's fun Is with the pirate ships. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, it's fun. Wicked. Although you know, like where you get you get rum barrels, swords, yes. and something else. Goats. Is it goat? No, goats, isn't it? Yeah, is it goats? Yeah. Swords, yeah. Like donkeys. Donkeys, something. It's some animal. Yep. No, it's good. Oh, not donkey. Oh, I didn't hit the donkey button. Uh, Jeff reminded me. But yes, we are. Um, we had, when we finally uh, moved everything, we had 237 board games. Woo! Wow. We got rid of, um, I think it was just over 100. They were either missing pieces or, or whatnot. So we. We are, uh, yeah, streamlining. We've played through most of them, so we'll see. Wow, very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, Pat, what do you have going on the rest of this week? Uh, hi. Um, so I co-run Diesel Shot, as I've mentioned innumerable times. Uh, and tomorrow night, I'm actually going to be in two things. One right after the other. We will fucking raid each other. Uh, that's how close they are in time. I'm literally going to have a 30-minute time span to change costume, eat, and, you know, sober up. It's going to be great. Um, so uh, starting at 7 to 9, my time, EST, uh, we have our sponsored by Fool's Moon game on Diesel Shot, uh, Worlds Without Number. It's a blast. We're coming to the climax of our very first adventure. It's going to be exciting. And 30 minutes later, I will be on Level 1 Geek with a memorial game of uh, aliens and asteroids, or asteroids and aliens. I can't remember mm, which one goes cool. where. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's... Um, it's very special. I'm, I'm honored to have been invited on Level One Geek um, for such a uh, poignant um, uh, game, and I hope I do. You know, I mean, it's a game. It's going to be blast, but um, you know, it's going to be uh, meaningful, and it's just you know, really, really an honor to to have been invited on that. And um, so you'll see me at 9:30 my time until probably around midnight on Level One Geek. And then Thursday, um, if you're not playing Blades in the Dark, or even if you are, you can catch the first half of our game, Diesel Shot uh, uh, Uranium Fever. It's our Fallout game with a custom system. And on Friday, I appear on Garblog Games with the Vampire the Masquerade game. I'm finally returning. Uh, I know it was, it's been a week without my character and I'm sure Veronique has made a lot of very interesting decisions in my uh, absence <laughs> that I will have to catch up on when I finally get a chance to watch the VOD. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm coming back on Friday for Vampire and on Saturday uh, in the morning, uh, actually, perfect time uh, for those of you on the, uh, the British side of things here. You can find uh, us on Diesel Shot with a hosted game of Malcolm Fett's, uh, uh, you know, this is the first playtest of his upcoming game, which maybe, you know, in a year we might see on Kickstarter, who knows? It's called Legacy. Uh, you can catch us really early, 10 to 2 p.m. Uh, EST uh, on Diesel Shot. Um, and that's Saturday, Sunday, uh, I, I rest. And uh, Monday, uh, I also rest, but we're still on Diesel Shot. And Tuesday, find me fucking here. 
Back to some Nihilithoe <laughs> tap. It's a packed week. I'm sorry. That was it a is a packed show. week for you. It's Holy a packed week crap. for me. <laughs> uh, Jeff, what, uh, what do you got going on the rest of this week? Uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash lollygaggers on Friday. We're doing, uh, we're back to Delta Green, Impossible Landscapes, uh, continuing uh, through part two, getting close to the end of part two. Uh, Saturday, we're doing Worlds Without Number. We do a little side fantasy hex crawl. Uh, and Monday, we are doing Ultraviolet Grasslands, starting, uh, we already did character creation, so now we're actually starting the adventure proper. Uh, and then tomorrow night over on Defenders of Cobalt, I'll be uh, playing some Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Very cool. Evan, yeah. you're in most of the games that uh, Aaron had already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Blades on Thursday, Alien Sunday. Yep, gotta see how my alien character is going to get in there. Yeah, I know. Uh, it'll be interesting. <laughs> We're like, oh. All right, it's good. All right, thank you everybody for joining us for session two of Masks and Irelithotep, the, uh, the, the New York chapter. Things are unraveling. We're getting more clues, and it's kind of just getting bigger and bigger. It's funny when I prep for this, I asked the, the players, like, give me three leads you want to go after this week. And, like, as, you know, I prep for each of these leads, it just kind of snowballs. Into- I knew you were going to want to go to Juju House. <laughs> I knew it was going to happen. But that will wait for next week. We're going to go see Mr. Silas Naquan uh, next Tuesday. So everybody have a great week. We're going to go out on Millie's intro here, and we'll see you next week, Tuesday.